Rise and shine with the Word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. Tune in at 10 a.m. and join Antonia Roman as she sings and reads the Word of God. The Word of God will give you insight for the purpose in your life. Now here is your host, Antonia Roman. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, my friends. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you today? I hope that you are doing well. I hope that you are excited to dive into the Word of God. As you know, we have been in the book of Amos, and it's been a couple of weeks that we've been covering these chapters in the book of Amos, and it's just an exciting time to really learn about what God is telling us, what God is showing us, how he's expressing his heart at the time of Amos to what was happening with the community and how he can express it to us today as we read his word and understand exactly what's happening. So my friends, we're going to pick up where we do left off last when the book of Amos and um, as we continue in chapter 5. We're going to start reading in verse 15, and this is, excuse me, verse 16, and this is what it says. Therefore, the Lord of God of hosts, the Lord says this, There shall be wailing in all streets, and they shall say in all the highways, Alas, alas, they shall call the farmer to mourning, and skillful lamenters to wailing. In all vineyards there shall be wailing, for I will pass through you, says the Lord. Woe to you who desire the day of the Lord, for what good is the day of the Lord to you? It will be darkness and not light. It will be as though a man fled from a lion and a bear met him, or as though he went into the house, leaned his hand on the wall, and a serpent bit him. Is not the day of the Lord darkness and not light? Is it not very dark with no brightness in it? Father, thank you so much for your word. We know your word um, wakes us up. We know that your word gives us an understanding of your heart. We understand that your word is specifically informing us and showing us who you are, and most of all, why we need to fear you, Heavenly Father, because of everything that you're laying out in the scripture. And we thank you for your word. Amen. You know, my friends, we have been reading along in the book of Amos, and we've been reading these chapters and chapters as we continue to get into the word, become more harsh over time. And I understand and I really do see now why many pastors do not speak about this in churches. I have rarely heard maybe once or twice out of the blue, maybe a scripture here and there, but never really covering this book of Amos. Because at the time of Amos, the messenger that was chosen by God to spread the word to this community, it was 
It was something radical. It was something harsh. It was something that God was saying, enough is enough. And uh, God was really laying it out to Amos to bring the message across to the people, all the things that they were doing that were incorrect uh, and how they were going to face consequences. And the Lord was continuing to show us in the scripture and tell us that the day of the Lord when he comes and he does what he's going to do, especially what he did at the time of Amos's people and that community, he's going to do it again in our time too, my friends. Don't ever think that you read, you know, uh, word from the Bible and then you go, oh, that happened so long ago. That wouldn't happen to us. Well, think again, my friends, because God is always doing something new every day. And I've said it before, history repeats itself. God will become angry if you're not doing the right thing. God will set in a presidence and be like, enough is enough. I'm going to take this into my hands and I'm going to stir the pot and I'm going to do something differently. And I'm going to make sure that the people... Uh, that I want to have a wake-up call, will have it immediately. So when he's saying that, you know, he had been warning, uh, you know, the people and saying about the things that he knew was exposed because of what, what they were doing that were wrong and disrespectful and oppressing others and taking advantage of other people, you know, it now starts to tell us specifically Therefore, the Lord God of hosts and the Lord says this, There shall be wailing in all streets, and they shall say in all the highways, Alas, alas, they shall call the farmer to mourning and skillful lamenters to wailing. You know, when God comes in, when the day of the Lord comes in for judgment, when the day of the Lord comes in for punishment, there are going to be many people who will be crying desperately in the streets. There will be people who will go in the highways running for their lives. There will be people fearing God like never before. And there will be people lamenting and mourning because of everything they're going to see that they're going to um, embark on that they were not expecting from their Heavenly Father. Because my friends, you know, our Heavenly Father loves us so much, but He hates evil. He said it before when we last read it, uh, the word last week. He wants us to hate evil, but He wants us to love good. And He was making it clear to the people that if you don't do those things, things are going to happen drastically. You're not going to be able to escape what God is going to do. My friends, you know, some, there's times in life when we're asking ourselves, well, why would God let things like this happen? Why would God come in and say, you know what, I'm going to punish people. They're going to face consequences. You know, I'm not going to let them slide so easily with the things that they've been sliding with. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to bring in judgment. And they're going to face consequences. And I'm going to stir the pot and I'm going to do things to get people's attention. And people are going to, you know, find themselves that they're going to be shaken up. Because our Heavenly Father loves us and He also warns us. 
And when he gives us all the warning signs and he prepares us and we don't pay attention and instead we continue to do what we want to do, we will face those consequences. Let me tell you something. For this word to say there shall be wailing in all the streets and they shall say in all the highways, alas, alas, they shall call the farmer to mourning and skillful lamentus to wailing. You know, it is not a good sight to think of this, right? And then it also says, In all vineyards there shall be wailing, for I will pass through you, says the Lord. You know, when the Lord comes in to bring judgment, my friends, he's going to come to your house and he's going to come to my house. He's going to come to everybody's house. He was already going to the houses of all these people that were oppressing the poor, all these people that were taking advantage of all these people, all these people that were prospering and had, you know, uh, really good locations, good land, good homes, prosperity. You know, when God's going to come through with a judgment as a, and as a roaring lion, he's going to come in very harsh. He's going to impact your life. You're going to feel the situation. You're going to feel a trembling. You're going to feel a shaking up. Because our Heavenly Father is a Father who loves us and embraces us and is a, a good, good Daddy who is so gentle with us. But when he gets angry, my friends, he comes in like a roaring lion. He comes in through you. He comes in immediately, possessing, uh, you know, make taking ground. He comes in to let you know he's evident and he's present and he's real and he exists. And when people are going to face what they're going to face, there is no turning back at that point. You could try to turn back, man, but will you still be going through the consequences and like we say in the morning, the wailing, right? Because it's no joke. When our Heavenly Father says, I'm coming in and I'm going to stir it up, he means it. He's not joking. God doesn't play games. God is very direct with us. He makes himself very clear to us. And it says, woe to you who desire the day of the Lord. For what good is the day of the Lord to you? It will be darkness and not light. Because in other words, God's going to come in and he's going to tear some things down. He's going to take away certain things. He's going to come in, you know, just like we spoke about last week and the week before. You know, anyone who places themselves on a pedestal after God has blessed them in the position that they're in and then they dismiss God and they don't give him all honor and praise, God will immediately and can take you off that pedestal. The same way he gives it to us, he can take it away from us. Don't ever think that just because God blessed you with something, he wouldn't take it away from you if you're not being a good steward of it. And that day when the day of judgment comes, it's going to be it's going to be pretty dark. Because God's going to come in. God is the light, and we know that. But he's going to come in like a roaring lion. He's going to come in, and he's going to take ground. And he's going to, like, be in He's in control of everything, of everything now as it is. The day of judgment, he's really in control. He comes in, and he's going to lay it out however he feels like doing it. People are going to have to understand that our Heavenly Father... Uh, 
will, like a human father or human mother does, reprimand us. Give us a good whooping, like we used to say back in the day. He's he's no joke. He's not just gonna pat our hands and 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 sugarcoat things and be like, oh, it's okay, it's gonna pass. No, he's gonna come in. He's like, no, it's not okay, and this is not gonna pass because I've had enough. And it says, it will be as though a man fled from a lion and a bear met him. So imagine that, that a human being man is fleeing from a lion who might be following them because they're running because a lion will tear them apart to shreds. But then on their journey of trying to escape, they will meet a bear which could devour them and and shred them to pieces as well. In other words, like no matter which way you try to go, which you think you're going to flee everything that you've done that's been wrong or bad or not according to God's commandments, it's going to be not such a great place, my friends, that you'll be in. We have to ask ourselves, if I'm heading towards a place where it's not going to be good, what am I going to face? Eventually, my friends, we will face consequences. A lot of people always think that they're going to get away with everything. We speak about all the time how God exposes things. How whatever we think we're hiding is going to be exposed. And if you're in that situation, my friends, as we've discussed these last past couple of weeks, but you're in the wrong place, man, there's still time for you to turn back from your wicked ways. There's still time for you to repent. There's still time for you to get to another place, which is the important place that God wants you to be in. And that is honoring him, following him, obeying him respecting him, worshiping him in spirit and truth. God wants us to be in the right place in our lives, my friends. He doesn't want us to be like, you know, wandering in the streets lost when we have been found in him. He's the one who can set us straight on the correct path and guide us to where we need to go and where we need to be. According to live out the purpose that he has intended for us. And it says here, or as though he went into the house, leaned his hand on the wall, and a serpent bit him. No matter where you will go, you will be found out. No matter where you're trying to, to escape to, judgment is going to be there. You're going to face consequences. You're not going to get away with anything. Listen, guys, I know this is hard for you to understand. I know this is hard for you to believe. I know this is hard for you to accept. But my friends, look, this is why today we speak about how many pastors, preachers, ministers are sugarcoating the word so that people could feel they're constantly safe. The more we sugarcoat the word, the easier it is for people to fall into temptation. The easier it is for people to um, fall into sin. The easier it is for people to believe that 
uh, they don't need to uh, be conscious or have convic- conviction about things that they might be doing. You know, it, it, it's, it'll become like a free for all. Well, God gives us free will, but he also gives us standards and he gives us instructions and he gives us commandments and we're to follow him only and stay focused on him. But what happens is we get swayed. And listen, the day comes where you've been given so many chances by your heavenly father because you constantly think you're getting away with stuff. You constantly think like you're not going to face consequences. You're constantly thinking that, you know, if you do face something, it's not going to be major. That's where you're highly mistaken. Because our heavenly father will come in very strong and teach us lessons. We will go through things worse than what we thought we were going through before. And I told you the last time when we were reading God's word that if you have been, you know, delivered from something, if God has helped you, given you a miracle, given you everything that you've ever wanted and needed in life, listen, you need to be understanding that that thing, whatever he blessed you with, it came easy for him, but it may have not come easy for you. But he still made an impossible way for you to have it. You need to see that as the ultimate sacrifice. Every day that God does something for you, you have to understand that there are other things that are being sacrificed. That there are other things that are being put in place accordingly to his will. You know, God is a God who loves us all. But we don't love him back the same way. He loves us unconditionally. But as human beings, we place conditions out on our Heavenly Father. We want things our way. We want things to be done in a certain order that we think is correct and the right way for us to be living our lives. Our Heavenly Father wants to make it very clear to us that no, we're to live according to His standards, according to what He has in store for us, according to what He's laid out for our lives. Because when all, all the things happen that you're not expecting, I'm telling you, we will experience everything we just read just now. Where we think the light's going to be, there's going to be darkness. Where we think we're running from the line, we're not going to get caught. We're going to, like, appear (laughs) and meet a bear. One, One thing that we're thinking we're running away from and we'll escape, we'll have to bear and see another thing and be confronted with it. Either way, we will get caught. Either way, we will face some type of challenge, major challenge at that. It says here, it's not the day of the Lord darkness and not light. Is it not very dark with no brightness in it? You know, there are times when we're thinking that our Heavenly Father is not going to come in 
and sweep away the corrupt system that many of us might be a part of. At the time of Amos, there was a lot of corruption, bribery, you know, there was false accusations. Um, and decisions were being made that would only benefit the elites, the people in charge, the people who had more than others. God wants us to have a change of heart, my friends, in the things that we might be encountering right now. He wants us to react and do things differently. He wants us to understand that we need to be faithful. If we're not faithful to our Heavenly Father, there will come a day of darkness upon us. Doom and gloom. And then when we're saying to ourselves, oh my gosh, what happened? It's because we didn't do the right thing. We didn't follow him. We took our eyes off of him. In the scriptures that we're reading right now, my friends, this is something to really read and understand. When I read this passage of scripture, what comes to my mind is the following. Number one, will we find ourselves wailing, mourning, lamenting? Will we find ourselves in the darkness when there's no light? We'll be fleeing from things and trying to run away from things. And then we meet up and we're confronted with other things that are even worse than the things we're running away from. Our Heavenly Father makes it very clear to us that if we're not faithful unto Him, if we don't honor Him, if we don't worship him in spirit and in truth, if we don't turn away from our wicked ways, if we don't turn away from the things that we keep going after that has nothing to do with God, we will face a day of darkness and doom and gloom, my friends. You know, when God said to Noah to build an ark, God was going to end mankind because of their wickedness. And he made a choice to make sure that he would pick Noah and his family to survive the doom and gloom that was going to come upon the earth. And God, in, do, in preparing for that, prepared Noah to prepare the ark, to prepare... Two of two of the same, you know, uh, uh, two of the two animals to go onto the ark, his family, his children. God chose them and separated them from the other society that was there, and he and God favored them, even in the doom and gloom that was coming. And Noah was obedient enough to say, I'm going to follow and be obedient to what God is asking me to do. I'm not even going to ask any questions 
because he knows my entire life laid out for me. And whatever he's asking me to do is what I'm going to do. And that's what Noah did. He did exactly what God asked him to do. He didn't, he didn't skip a beat. He was consistent in fulfilling what God wanted him to do. And when the land was destroyed and Noah, you know, came to have dry land again, he was able to continue his life. Even in the doom and gloom, God was protecting him and prepared him. There are many of us who are going to see a lot of people falling into this area of wailing and weeping and mourning and being in the dark and facing challenges like never before because they didn't prepare themselves. They didn't walk away from the bad things they were doing, even though when God showed them so many so many um, examples like of things that could happen to them. When God was expressing to them that, you know, they still had an opportunity to change their lives, to do the right thing. He kept emphasizing to the people ways where they could have turned around and done things differently. I don't know about you, but when I read this type of scripture, I think about what we're facing today. Now, you know, I don't really like to talk politics on this podcast, but there are times right now when we have to look at what's happening in conjunction to the scripture that we just read. Right now, there is a lot of wailing that's happening in the streets, overseas, and what's happening with Palestine and Israel. There are skillful lamenters wailing. There were um, vineyards and things of prosperity where now it's wailing. There is a sense of darkness and not the light of what's happening there on both sides. And even when one is running and trying to escape, as they run towards something else, they get confronted with something else. I'm reading this passage of scripture and this is what comes to mind. And we have to ask ourselves right now if what we're seeing and witnessing and hearing it is in my opinion it's the day of the Lord's darkness it's not the light it's a very dark time right now that we're experiencing seeing, hearing, under, trying to understand and for many people right now they're saying there's no brightness in it because there isn't We're in a very dark place right now, my friends. And we're failing to recognize that. There are many people that are hurting right now, severely. This is affecting everyone in so many places. And if you have not been paying attention to the news, if you have not been reading the newspapers, checking social media, 
to see the footage and the news anchors speaking about this. You got to wake up and realize what's happening around us. Now, in God's word, it makes it very clear to us, you know, we're not, we're in this world, but we don't have to be part of this world, right? We don't have to be part of this world. But as human beings, we also need to be aware of what's happening around us. We don't live in fear as Christians. We should not be worried for tomorrow, for tomorrow has its own concerns. We're never even promised tomorrow. And we should never also have to think that we have to, you know, um, not feel that our Heavenly Father is not going to supply for us. He is supplying for us every day. But we need to be aware of what's happening. We need to educate ourselves. We need to be aware of our surroundings. There's a lot of danger we're facing these days. I mean, every time you turn on the news or you turn on the radio, there's something dramatically bad happening to somebody. Broad daylight, nighttime, daytime, midtime, doesn't matter. It's a lot of darkness that's happening right now. You know, our Heavenly Father, for some of us, might we might be thinking like, why is God letting all these things happen? Why are all these things happening all over? Listen, there comes a time, my friends, when things have to become chaotic before Jesus Christ comes back. It has to be. Because that's why he comes back. He needs to come back. He's come back to do so many things for us. We're going through a lot of chaotic situations right now. There's a lot of uncertainties right now. You know, we don't know what to believe anymore. There's a lot of people saying, well, they're saying this, they're saying that. You don't know who to rely on anymore. So many mixed messages that are coming through with this whole situation between Palestine and Israel. So many different opinions, so many different sides. So many people who feel they're right, so many people who feel they're wrong. We have to be aware of our surroundings, my friends. And I when I read this passage of scripture, that's what I that's what I see with what we're experiencing right now. There is a pattern here of things that are changing, not just in the atmosphere, but in this world. You know, for many of us, you know, we can actually say to ourselves, well, I never thought I was ever see to experience something like this in my lifetime. And we are experiencing it. And we're going to continue to experience things that are going to be out of the ordinary, things that we're not used to, things that we thought that in our time we would never see. And we are starting to see many things. We're going to continue to see many things, my friends. And the thing is that you should not be surprised about what we're seeing. We should not be surprised. Because we have to always remember that good is always against evil. And evil is always against good. (laughs) Because there's always a fight in the heavens. There's always a 
fight in the in the spiritual realm. There's always a major battle taking place. Well, that battle that's been happening in the atmosphere for a while has now manifested itself here on earth. We've spoken a lot of times on this podcast of how things happen in the spirit and they manifest themselves in the natural. I've spoken in the past also about how we as Christians need to be spiritually grounded with our Heavenly Father in relationship with Him so He can show us what is happening in the spirit. And then when it manifests itself on this earth, we know exactly what we're dealing with because He prepared us. He showed us. He gave us an understanding. So we don't panic. We don't become chaotic, even though the world is going chaotic. As Christians, we're still supposed to have peace about it. Because we know our Heavenly Father is on the throne and He's in control. And He will take care of everything that we need. During chaotic times like this, during facing darkness... There's a lot of things going on right now, my friends. God sees everything. He's in control. And he's allowing a lot of things to happen right now. Eventually, there will be some type of resolution. But that will be in God's God's perfect timing. We're being tested more now than ever. With religion. Period. Persecution is coming, my friends, and we don't realize it. We don't want to accept it. We don't want to believe that that's real. It's happening. It's unfolding right in front of our eyes. It's become like a revolution. You know, the enemy is running rampant, taking advantage of people who are vulnerable. And having them make actions that is despicable in my book. My friends, you have to, we have to stay in prayer. We have to be seeking God's power, supernatural power in our lives. The discernment of the Holy Spirit that operates in us. We need to constantly rely on the Holy Spirit to guide us. I'm hoping, my friends, that you're being intercessors during this time of what we're seeing around the world happening as we're seeing seeing people wailing as we're seeing that people are mourning we need to prepare ourselves like never before during this time you know we came out of a pandemic and we really thought that Our lives were over because for many people it was. Not only just over in their livelihoods, but over with their lives. They lost a lot of people lost their lives during the pandemic. And we are we're in post-pandemic now, almost going into like what people are considering a safe haven. But then this is happening now. This is something different. And this is not just eating up in our souls, but it's it's overtaking also our minds. You know, the COVID gave a lot of people mental challenges. And what we're experiencing right now 
is also giving people mental challenges. Because it's drawing people to be thinking a certain way, to believing a certain way, to acting a certain way. And some people I'm noticing are just getting caught up and they're just going with this huge wave. Who knows where that wave's going to take them? We have to be mindful, my friends. This is a time of staying faithful to the Lord. This is a time of really reflecting who we are as Christians. How do we stand in this moment? Do we stay grounded in our Heavenly Father? Or do we give in, throw in the towel? Do we like just surrender our faith? Do we just surrender who we are in Christ and our identity? No, we cannot. We have to be very diligent, my friends, in preparing ourselves spiritually for what might be coming in the natural. Now, for some of you listening to me, you're like, you know, Antonia, you're always talking about that. You're always talking about prepare yourself because of the stuff that's coming in natural. What's coming in the natural, Antonia? You're probably asking yourself. I don't have a an answer to that. I just know that in my gut and in my spiritual um, understanding of what the Holy Spirit is revealing to me is we're going down a very dark road right now. And we need to be the beacons of light. Our Heavenly Father calls us to be beacon of light. Are you standing strong with your lamp as a beacon of light in this time of darkness? Will you be that light to help other people in situations where we might find ourselves never experiencing before? Will you say to yourself, Father, in all of this darkness that's happening, because I know you're in control and you're on the throne, I still want to be the beacon of light you want me to be to help others, to encourage others. So my friends, look, I know that every time we read the scripture in Amos, we're reading stuff every time that is very, very dramatic, very impactful, very precise, very particular in what was happening at the time of Amos. And when we read this word, which we've done several times already, in this book of Amos, we are able to see examples of what is happening in our lives right now. Very similar. So as as we read the word of God and as we move forward, my friends, I'm asking you that you be diligent intercede, meditate on the Lord, pray, get yourself right, get yourself together, prepare yourself, and stand strong in the identity of Christ. And do not give up. And do not get swayed one way or another into other ideologies or other way of thinking or other ways of being which are not according to God's word. You know, we're being tested right now. There's a lot of testing that's happening right now. And in the time of testing, 
We have to prepare ourselves. We have to be alert. We have to be wise. Ask God to give you wisdom. My friends, it is truly always a pleasure to share the word of God with you. I recommend you go back, reread this passage of scripture in this chapter that we've been covering right now in chapter 5 in the book of Amos because there's a lot of stuff going on here that resonates clearly with what's happening in this world today. And if you don't see it, you need to pray to God for him to reveal it to you in the spirit. Because sometimes we go read words and, and we pass by the word, not really understanding it. But when you ask the Holy Spirit to reveal things to you, the Holy Spirit will start to show you things. Not only will they, sh- uh, the Holy Spirit reveal it to you while you're reading the word because you've asked for it, but you might even receive a dream, a word of knowledge, a revelation, a vision, something to prepare you. So my friends... I pray that you stay encouraged and I pray that you be the beacon of light in the midst of this darkness. Continue to enjoy your weekend. Stay encouraged. Know that God loves you. And I look forward to sharing the word of God with you next week where we will rise and shine with the word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. God bless you. Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage, A New Beginning. In this book, Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's Word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the Word of God. The Word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life.